0: Welcome once again to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. Unless, of course, this is the very first time you're listening, and just welcome without the once again. I'm Jason.
1: And my name is KJ, and we kick off this episode with our week in review, and we talk about so many things. We talk another DA moment, the NBA, music, music and the brain, music festivals, and even life skills. And that's just in the weekend review, folks. Then, Bob Walsh sent us another quiz, so we took it. And there is a moment during this quiz that just might be the funniest moment of any quiz we've ever done. Beetlejuice! Well, at least in the top two.
0: Next, Kevin Stanfield calls in with a very special Oscars preview where he gives his frontrunners for the Best Picture Award and a review of Black Panther. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and an Amazon review that's by the numbers.
1: All that, plus several conversational tangents.
0: In a week, Weak. things happen.
1: Yes, they do.
0: And now we'll review.
1: Yes, we will.
0: Those things that happen.
1: The things that happen.
0: It's the speaking of tangents. Week in, in Review. review. So what's up this week?
1: Well, good is up, I I think. W- what about you? What's up with you? Yeah, it's okay. I had a um, I had a busy week. I had a sort of a you know, where in the world is KJ this week? Kind Uh-oh. of kind of week.
0: Yeah, I've been. And I haven't crazy had one busy. of those
1: for a while. You've had crazy week too.
0: God, it's just been busy, busy, busy stuff going on.
1: Yeah, I haven't had a lot of stuff going on besides things that I've chosen to do, like um. You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Recreational.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's an interesting word. Yeah. I, um, Most of my stuff is stuff I've chosen to do and then not regretted, but went, uh, when I actually have to do it. Yeah. It's, I've made commitments to other people and I'm not going to break that. So it's just like I just have it's just a lot going on this week. And it seems like I say that every week now because that's my life now. And that's okay. I'm glad that I have other things to do and people to, you know, do things with and all that kind of business. It's just there's a lot going on.
1: And so this is this podcast one of those commandments <laughs> that you're like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
0: The editing part of it sometimes is, yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, well, I didn't – I had – I'll tell you about. I have to tell you about the Timberwolves game that I went to this past week. Yes,
0: I saw that picture. That was very cool.
1: Yeah, it was very cool. So I we went. We went to this Timberwolves, and they were playing the Lakers. And I had learned a little bit earlier that David Aldridge was going to be there, so I was yes. going to keep my eyes peeled for him. And I even I I even made a sign. You know, one of those signs that you bring to people bring to sporting events concerts whatever
0: was it a giant cut out of your head
1: <laughs> no or actually David you know what i looked at the rules the you cannot do heads on sticks there really you can't put any sign on a stick now well, you, I mean, you could have just put in a do... big big head
0: yeah you've seen the head that are like the size yes. of people's bodies yes
1: you can bring yeah. those in but i know yeah. i didn't have time to do such a thing and Honestly, even if I had time, I don't think I would know enough what I was doing. (laughs) But I've never made a sign for any sporting event or concert or anything before.
0: Not even all those WWE WrestleManias you went to? Not
1: any of those. Oh, No. So leave it to like a non-player, a member of the media covering the game to finally get me to make a sign. There you go. Um, But so we get there and first of all, Target... Target Center is like newly renovated. It's beautiful. It was a great place to watch a game. So that was nice because the I hadn't been to Target Center for a long time. And the last time I went, it wasn't like a, you know, a great venue. So that was mm-hmm. really cool. So anyway, we get there and we find our seats. And directly in front of us, oh, I'd say about 20 rows down is you can tell we were there pretty early, so nobody was sitting in them, but this is where the media would sit. Mm-hmm. So there's like a computer monitor down there, and you could see the TNT logo as the that screensaver, like floating on the screen. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm pretty sure this is where Aldridge is going to be. So what are the odds of that, first of all, that in the whole stadium, my seat is right by where the media sits? I didn't know. You're
0: you're big time. They put you. You know, they probably thought you were part of the media.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, We just covered it for the SOT
0: podcast,
1: and we're like, okay, this looks like a decent seat. Let's go here. Um, So then, you know, about five minutes later, here comes Aldridge, sits in front of the computer, and he's obviously prepping for the game. And I'm hemming and hawing about whether I'm going to go down and and say hello to him. (laughs) I didn't want to impose, and you know, you and I have talked about being introverts and i well i mean was- he
0: told you last week we were talking to him he said yeah come down we, we asked him that off the podcast and we talked about it
1: well he did not say come down he said i will be there
0: yeah he was like yeah let's he, he but he it seemed to me he was very much yeah yeah we need to find each other i'll find you
1: okay well i just took it as yeah i'll be there but i i will be oh know, no to i took it thing. as
0: he was super nice i i and, and, and i mean he is super nice i took it as yeah you know Come 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 see me! Come find me! I'll be there. You'll you'll know. You'll I mean, obviously, you'd be able to see him. You know, walking down on the court yeah. and stuff. And yeah. so I it, I took it as yeah. Let's let's you know let's hang out for a minute.
1: Well, I didn't, come say hello. I didn't think that there would be any way that I could just walk down to the court, which is it turns out to be the case. There'd be no way I could just say hey, excuse me, while you're well, <laughs> talking to Thibodeau. But
0: you've seen you've seen the video clip of the guy dressed up just like the fan at courtside who during the Pelican uh, the New Orleans Pelicans when they were out shooting during warm ups, he he had on the warm up outfit, like or something that looked like it, and he walked out on the court and just did all kinds of crazy like like Oh yes, like I did see up. that. Yeah. And then somebody one of the assistants threw him a ball and he took a shot.
1: Yes, I saw that. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I mean Maybe I, I, I don't think the court side
0: security it. is as you know as <laughs> uh is tough as Tight. tough as you think yeah. it might be. Yeah, there you go.
1: Um, But, you know, then I was texting with John and Brad because I was telling them that I had a, a sign and I sent them a picture of me with this sign that I wrote. I think yes. I think I texted it to you, didn't I? The picture. Yes, you yeah. Yes. Um, which I never ended up using the sign because I'm a chicken. I don't like to draw attention to myself. So I'm up. Did I, you take
0: the sign in the arena?
1: Yes, we did.
0: And you didn't use it?
1: I didn't use it. The Hall of See, Famer the- ended up using it after I oh, went okay. down to talk to D.A., I looked up to kind of point her out to him, and she's holding the sign. It was nice, fabulous. Of course. Because, t- I mean, you
0: did the worst part of it, which is the inconvenience of having to make it and I drag know. it along. I know. And then you didn't. That's like.
1: Uh, I'm a, I'm a chicken. I don't like to, I don't like, I don't like stand, I don't even like standing in, like if you're standing in line to get into an arena or whatever, you're standing in line, there's a bunch of people around. I don't even like having a conversation with the people I'm standing in line with because I feel like I'm imposing on the other people in line or well, that I'm never, they're eavesdropping or that. I'm
0: never talking to random people. Are you crazy? No, no,
1: I'm talking about the people I'm with. If what? I'm with three or four people, I would just rather stand silent in line, silently in line, than sit and have a conversation because the other people around me might be disturbed by my conversation. It's like talking on a cell phone while you're standing in line at Target. I no. don't. I don't do it. I don't. I
0: draw the line. I differentiate between those two. Yes, yeah, talking a on difference. a cell phone around other people in public is is moronic. Yeah, that's um, di- you're honestly. right. That's different. That drives me crazy. I don't it, like it. You I don't can, like because, talking
1: in elevators when other people are around. I just. Oh, come on. I don't.
0: I make. I, I often will do some stupid, non sequitur, random stuff that doesn't make any sense at all. And just to see, just in like kind of cor- out of the corner of my eye, look for other people's reactions. Especially <laughs> in elevators. Because you could, somebody could get on and you could be like, act like you're in the middle of the conversation and, you know, be like, and, and then that's what happened to the banana. Yeah. And just like. It's something insane. I can't even think of anything stupid right now, like I would say, but just something random off the top of my head, just whatever pops into my mind, just say it to the person I'm with, and watch the other part, the other people's faces. Like, should I? What? W- this is like just the confusion is awesome for me.
1: Yeah, those are great social experiments, but I never have the, you know, guts or um, foresight to to say anything like that. I just shut my mouth. You're missing out. And then. I just feel like if there are other people around, they don't want to hear what I have to say. I don't need to bore them. I don't don't care
0: whether they want to hear it or not.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's, so anyway, the point is that I did not want to use the sign once I was there. And I did not want to go down there because I felt I was kind of chicken and I didn't want to impose, but. Brad and John. This is John. like you
0: bake, This is like you baked the cake and mixed it up and took the time to frost it and you know like made the frosting from scratch and then you didn't even eat it. No,
1: no. <laughs> I draw. No, you left out I the best part. Eat the cake, definitely. <laughs> okay. So John and Brad sort of say, <laughs> well, you think to this Go way. down there. You have to go down there. Yes,
0: you have to go down there. So
1: then the lights go down and all of a sudden there's a spotlight at center court and it's dark in the whole gym. So I'm like, okay, well. There's was something. it
0: Fergie singing the national no.
1: anthem? No. What it was was a, I don't know, 20, 25-minute tribute to Flip Saunders. Really? Well, okay. Well, you know he was a Timberwolves coach for many years. Yes. So And he passed away a year or two ago of cancer. So mm-hmm. they did this whole tribute, and they brought in former players. Chauncey Billups was there. Um, lots of players were there. And it was touching. And so the Hall of Famer and I are both crying.
0: 25 S- minutes?
1: Well, yes, it was a, they opened the arena earlier than they normally do to get people in their seats. Cause they really wanted to, you know, they started this an hour before game time Oh wow! or an hour or 45 minutes before game time. Um, so when everything is, it was a very nice touching tribute, mm-hmm. but I'm no, I know I'm not going down there when it's dark and there's a nice tribute going on. Hey, David. So I'm like, I think I, I think I missed my chance, but anyway. After that was all over, there was about 15 minutes left before the game. David's still down there sitting alone. Um, The media seats are starting to fill up, but he's still Mm -hmm. down there alone. Finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down there. And I did. And of course, you know, he can't be nicer. He's just the best. Mm -hmm. And as so one of the reasons that I don't want to go do these sorts of things beyond being chicken is that, you know how you and I have talked about small talk. I don't have a lot of confidence in my ability to make good small talk. I'm you, just always, say,
0: what's your, what's, you just say, hey, what's your, what, what kind of interest rate you got on your vehicle? There?
1: Exactly. I'm always sure I'm going to say something stupid like that or inappropriate.
0: But it, in this case, though, you're he's working. I, I understand how you feel. You you feel like you're bothering him. But yes. It's, it would be strange to me if – I think it would be strange if um, – you didn't know him and hadn't had any sort of prior meeting with him at all. And he's mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. And then you went yeah. down and I was like, hey, and he's still going to be cool about it. And he's not going to have any problem with it, right. I don't think. But, you know, if, if people are working, I tend to try to leave them alone. But it's not only do you have you've met him before. We've talked to him before. You know, we had just talked to him the previous week. And he you mentioned that you were going to be there. And he was like, yeah, come say hello. So, yeah, it, that
1: was the final totally. determination as to why I went yes. down there because he knew I was going to be there. Yes, but and so he I, was cool with it. He was cool. So I get down there, and you know I'm worried about me saying something stupid, even though I feel pretty comfortable with him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had just had that great in- interview with him, and um, I just I feel pretty comfortable. I wasn't nervous per se, but I've always am nervous that I'm going to say something dumb. So I get down there, and you know how he was talking about Bill Clinton last week, and how he David yes. got sort of lost in clinton's charisma yes well that sort of happened to me with david and (laughs) it's like i you you know like you said i've met him a few times but for some reason him asking me this simple question threw me off i I mean i froze he asked me so how have you been (laughs) and the way he asked it was just like i wasn't expecting it for some reason and i froze finally i answered him but it wasn't good (laughs) And and, uh, you know, the first thing I said to him after hello was, I'm sorry, I'm I'm all teared up after that Flip Saunders tribute. And so I had felt the need to apologize to him for why my eyes look the way they did. Like, there's the there's the how much are your interest rates? People oh, re- People, God, people put too
0: much thought into stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely! And then I'm thinking about it afterwards, every once in a while, like, "Oh, you're an idiot! How could you say that?" And I know <laughs> that, that that's heads all too irrational because he's not thinking any of that stuff.
0: No, he has never in no. his entire life thought anything anything like that. And it was no. a
1: great inter, inter you know interchange and or exchange, however you want. It was a great conversation, mm-hmm. and uh, he spent quite a bit of time with me. But here's. I, th- this is the dumbest thing I said. And I just have to tell you because I think you'll get a kick out of it. And then we can move on. Oh, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> so while he and I are talking, someone he knew from the T Wolves organization came down to say hi. And David inter- mm-hmm. introduced me to him as a big muckety muck of the Timberwolves. And I remember his name was Noah Kroom. So later I looked it up. And it uh, uh, turns out he's the assistant GM of the Timberwolves.
0: That's important.
1: So anyway, a very nice guy. And we're just, all three of us are, are talking. And then for some reason, because they're playing the Lakers, I, I asked him, um, I, you know, I was going to ask a question about the Lakers and I asked this question, is LaVar playing? And somehow when I, when I said that, I knew it didn't quite sound right, but I still, you know, and Noah had, he had the perfect response. He said, No, and his son's not playing either. (laughs) There you go. But, you know, we kind of just threw it off. I kind of just then, I guess I salvaged it a little bit by saying, see, you know, that proves exactly why the dad should not get all the press. He overshadows the kid. Everybody knows his name, but not everybody knows the kid's name. (laughs) So finally, when I get back up to my seat, we we had to look in the program because neither one of us could remember the kid's name because we both go to Lamar. It's it's Lonzo Lavar,
0: not Lamar. Le- I know Levar. it's Lonzo. Yeah, yeah.
1: Lavar. Sorry, not Lamar.
0: <laughs> you remember what I said before about don't worry about that. Nobody pays attention to that stuff. So nobody gives it a second thought. <laughs> yeah. Um. Maybe not on that one.
1: <laughs> I know, but it, yeah, I'm just saying that's stupid because it's not like I don't. I mean, I'm I'm pretty informed about the NBA and who plays on yes. the teams, and yeah. I knew that he was injured, but I still called him Lavar. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you're an idiot. But we laughed <laughs> it off, and it was fine. Yeah, anyway, it was great, and the the basketball game was thrilling. The wolves were down by like 13 or 14. They came back and won. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, NBA games are so much fun to watch in person. I got to start going to more of these if they weren't so oh, yeah. darn expensive.
0: Yeah, the 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 athleticism, and you know, you don't you don't. You don't really, it doesn't really come across as much on no. TV as in person. It's, it's way different.
1: No, and the type of music they play to get you pumped up is really, you know, exciting. It's, it's definitely different than a baseball game, but
0: you it's know. probably music I've never heard in my life.
1: It was a lot of hip hop, you know?
0: Yeah, that's not bad. Is it old school hip hop or is it Some like stuff it. that Some came out the last was five years? That
1: I didn't know, yeah. yeah. But all in all, it was just a spectacular night. And of course, I took a selfie, which normally I'm not good at taking selfies, but that one turned out pretty, pretty good. With DA. Is that
0: the one you tweeted? Yeah. That Yeah, I thought somebody else had taken the. I saw it, you'd given your phone to somebody else and they took
1: no, it. No, I took it. Well, the first, here's another stupid thing. The first time I went to take the selfie, I shut the phone off.
0: Well, I mean, I think that happens to everybody.
1: Yeah. Every now and then. Dumb. But anyway, yes, it was very fun and um, mm-hmm. I'm just so happy it all worked out. Cool. So that's my DA. Mo- mo- I had two DA moments last week. That was pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. That was, that was great of him to come on last week and. Yeah. Talk with us knuckleheads for, you know, an hour and half, 15 minutes, hour and a half, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, it was great. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Even if you just listen to that segment from last week. He's awesome. He tells some great stories. It's and get, make sure you get to the Bill Clinton thing at the end. That's my favorite part.
1: He, that blew me away the way he, he, <laughs> he just was he was great. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Um so what what's going on with you?
0: Um just busy doing music stuff and non-music stuff and um ed butt recently sent us an email with an excerpt of an article uh music in the brain did you read that
1: i have not read the or ar- actually i started to read the article but mm-hmm. got distracted and haven't finished it but it's super interesting what i've read yeah. so far
0: i mean but you saw the email
1: yes i saw the email
0: yeah yeah it um talks about how brain waves of musicians when they're playing the same thing they line up and not just like just the waves that are focusing on that particular music, but also like music as you hear it, it like transforms your brain waves to match the wave pattern of the music. And when you're playing music with other people as a musician, um, not only do the specific like part of your brain that's focusing on what you're playing line up, but the other like secondary parts of your brain that are operating, whatever's going on in them, matches the other musicians that you're playing with and all that kind of stuff. And we've talked about this before. I, I think I mentioned where um, there was a study done where people who are singing together, their heartbeats start to line up
1: yeah, as they're it's singing. It's all so crazy and interesting. Yeah.
0: It's just so cool how that kind of stuff, it's just so much that we can't see that we don't even understand is yeah. if, how it happens and that kind of stuff. And I'm thankful that we have like physics and science and stuff that we can investigate and look into this stuff. But it's just some of it is like, uh, it's it's amazing how things are and it's important to remember how amazing things are in some of the when we have people sometimes who are such idiots and do stupid things yeah. um, particularly some people who are in charge of stuff yes. and so it's i just want to say i am very glad <laughs> to live in a world where things are awesome and amazing and there is mystery and stuff that we don't really understand and can't always explain that's what kind of gives me you know the, that that kind of cheers me up when it seems like humanity is ruining itself in many other ways anyway
1: well yeah and one of the art in the article I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the same article, but it, something they're talking talking about doing a study of uh, people that I think were going to have a surgery and stress levels mm-hmm. and one yes. group got one group got um, anti-anxiety medication I think and the other group got music yep. and you know music. I think, I don't think I've, I've not finished the article, but didn't the people that got the music have substantially less stress? Yes. Yeah. Which That's I can believe. I, I've
0: read. Yeah, um, totally. And here's the thing for like, uh, I think Jim Babish tweeted this something about, you know, why don't we teach in life skills? Like, you know, how to, handle, how to handle money and stuff in schools,
1: which I a hundred percent agree with and I've thought this I 100% for years,
0: disagree, disagree with.
1: You think um, well, okay, and I'm good. Let why. me tell me why.
0: I'm about to tell you why. Um, because school should be focused on teaching kids music.
1: Well, and sure, music. Yes. Well, what
0: do you think? What do you think's getting cut? The first thing that's getting cut, if they're adding something else in, is the music programs.
1: It's usually the specials, music, physical it's education creative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's music and, art. and arts. Yep. Yeah. So the Hall of Famer would include physical education in there. So I, and, I of course have to because it's yes, three absolutely. specialists art, music, and physical education. Those if, things are important. They are.
0: Those things are more important than, you know, some of the other stuff that they're they're teaching kids. And look, we need to learn about history, so that's important. We need to learn reading and writing and math, basic math. Yes. People need to learn that stuff. Yes. When it comes to life skills, like how to handle money. You can do teach a basic economics class, that's fine. That's the parents job.
1: Well, that's partially that's the, the parents That's the parent and job.
0: guardian's job. Yeah. No, that's 100% the parent and guardian and family members job.
1: Well, then the, the family failed because I don't understand insurance, I don't understand economics. <laughs> And I think that if you had an economics class, it might be more worthwhile than you, under, you understand. Don't management. spend
0: more money than you have. That's the that's the whole that's the life you understand need. that. But
1: what I would yeah. like to know more about is how to invest um, investments, stocks. Um, how much should I be saving in each? How many baskets do I need? What does my portfolio look like? That kind of thing. It's called
0: you hire somebody to do that for
1: you. Yeah, but if you don't have the money to hire someone to do that or can't physically pull the trigger. I have a financial advisor that says, okay, the next step we will do is we'll do a portfolio type thing and that'll be $500. You know what you do? You just say, "Here,
0: here, don't call me about this. I don't want to need to know. Do whatever you want with this. And if they steal your money, they steal your money. It's just money.
1: Yeah. I, I can't I don't have that quite that outlook, which is a great outlook. It's just money. But when you're operating, I mean, you a need needed in this
0: society and this culture oh yeah. to live, I understand that. But when but if 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 you don't have the money to lose, don't invest it.
1: Right.
0: It's the same as gambling to me. Only gamble money with money that you can afford to just throw away and set on fire. Only invest money that you can afford to set on fire. If you don't have that, you need to put it in a bank that's earning or buy a bond that is going to earn a certain amount of guaranteed interest that the money is guaranteed. Yeah. Or put it right. in a savings account that's that's God, just getting some ridiculously low interest yeah, rates now. Yeah. But don't buy stocks. Don't don't invest in the stock market if you cannot literally flush that money down the toilet.
1: Yes, and that's why we don't invest in the stock market. I mean, we have money market yeah. accounts and we have other things, but we don't have.
0: Well, you have a money market account. You're investing in the stock market.
1: It, well, you're right. There is some, But it's very conservative compared to going out on your own and buying right. um, st- different stocks. But I'm not saying cut any of these programs, but I'm saying mm-hmm. it would be not bad to throw in a little bit of about personal money management or here's how insurance companies work into a curriculum. I agree with that, but I don't think it should replace those things, music, art, and physical education.
0: Yeah, I, I think you can do that. You can teach a basic economics course, but I, I think there's a lot of life skills. When I think of life skills, I think about how, and I think this is what Jen was talking about. I mean, she, she can correct me if, I, if I'm wrong about this, is basically how to get through life and how to navigate difficulties and things that are going to come up in life that you're going to have to face. And that's the parent's job to me. That's, because I'll be honest with you, I know a lot of teachers. This is not anything against any teachers or teachers in general. I personally have a lot of teachers, like 75% of my family, extended family relatives are teachers. Mm-hmm. I do not want the majority of them teaching my kids anything about life <laughs> skills, just to be honest <laughs> with I you. And I get
1: that. I get that, yep. I mean, there'd have to be some established curriculum, the, you know, not just putting in your own beliefs,
0: but uh, that's what life skills are is here's how I view life and here's what I think about these situations well, in life. You have to have some opinion because okay. who is who is ever how are we ever going to get people to agree? Here's how you should approach this situation in life.
1: Well, yeah. So li- I, maybe my definition of life skills is a little different than what yeah, you're talking maybe that's, about or I think, what Jim yeah, is I think, talking about.
0: Yes. And now, may- maybe I could be completely wrong about misreading that. But honestly, <laughs> it's the parent's job.
1: Uh, def- I think we put too much about on schools life already. skills. Yes, it's the parent's job. It's it not the it's not the school's
0: that, job to teach my kid about sex education. It's not.
1: Well, that opens it's my a job. Whole, I I actually agree with you on that. But that yeah. opens a whole new um can.
0: The problem is a lot of parents don't take this responsibility exactly. of any yeah. of this seriously, and that puts us in a lot of situations that we're in in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, besides mm-hmm. going to the Timberwolves game, speaking of music earlier, yes. There was a I went to on Saturday night a two-day festival in my little town. It was the inaugural Big Turn Music Festival. Two-day music festival. We only went to one day, but there were over a hundred musical acts in this little town, 18 little venues. Wow. All over the all the hotels were booked in town. And um they I think they sold over a thousand risk bands which is a lot for a little town but it was really weird cuz you're sitting there in a bicycle store bikes hanging on the wall and then there's just a little room for four you know a band singing or like clothing stores or a couple of the churches were venues yeah that's kind of cool so it was it was really cool um i think they're going to have to work some things out for next year but it was really great for our little community of what 14,000 people and so I think next year you and Jason's wife and maybe Jason's kids should, should come on over and get your band into this, this, um, big turn music festival.
0: Is it in February?
1: <laughs> what? Something about flying north to snowy, cold Minnesota yes. in February doesn't it, appeal to you? Yes, is it February,
0: February, Minnesota? The answer is no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, but it, it was what? great.
0: Wait, name some acts that I, that is there anything, name the like top three or four acts in this thing.
1: Most of them you probably wouldn't have heard of. I mean, they yeah, sense. a lot of them are local. Most of them are probably local. Yeah, that's but cool. We saw a band called My Grandma's Cardigan. They were pretty nice. good. Nice, that's pretty good. And I guess the biggest one that we saw was a guy named Dave Simonette. And I don't know if you're familiar with him, but you might be familiar with his band called Trampled by Turtles.
0: Yes, I have heard of them.
1: They're a Duluth-based band, Duluth, Minnesota, not Duluth, hmm. Georgia, which I know yes. exists because you've yeah, played in Duluth, me, Georgia. Actually. Yeah, Yes, I have. So Trampled by Turtles, I really like their music, but they, Dave Simonette has gone off on his own and made his own solo records, and he was there by himself mm-hmm. just playing guitar, just him alone on the stage. He played guitar harmonica and uh, electric guitar, and it was really great. They did our- All non- at the same time? No, but harmonica and guitar, he did.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did a Bob Dylan.
1: Yes, he did. It was great. So I think you you should come up, but I realize that you're not going to.
0: I would love to if it's in the summertime.
1: Yeah. Well, I think part of the reason that they do it this way is it's an off season for a lot of musicians and it's an off season where people, you know, it's something you can do indoors in February and bring, you know, when things aren't as busy and people aren't, you know, at the beaches or, Or doing more things outside. So it was great.
0: Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes. It's a binary thing.
1: Do we have a guest?
0: Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer
1: no or yes. Well, we do have a guest today. Do, Do you remember a few weeks back in our feedback section, Jason, we read a tweet from Kevin Stanfield. I'm at Stanfield at Kevin Stanfield.
0: Um, I'm going to say yes, but you know I don't remember anything.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the tweet. I'm going to okay. re- refresh your memory. Wouldn't, speaking of tangents, be a great place for a movie reviewer that hasn't actually seen the movie? Yes. Remember that? Well, mm-hmm. we, we agreed. And so joining us right now is Kevin Stanfield. Hey, Kevin.
2: Hey, how are you guys doing?
1: Good. How are you? Thanks for coming on with us.
2: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. You know, it's rare that you have this opportunity because most places, they want their movie uh critics who have actually seen the movie but (laughs) you know (laughs) what's the fun in that
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so you know i was first introduced to you when you would go on the tony kornheiser radio show and review (laughs) movies that you have not actually seen
2: right right that's where it all started
1: yeah now how long ago was that it's been at least what two or three years
2: yeah it's it's about three more like more like uh, three or four what happened was uh you know tony's uh show has had many um many uh, reincarnations, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. And, and on on that particular incarnation of the show, they asked me if I wanted to review movies. But what happened was my credentials didn't show up on time, so I couldn't actually see the movie that he wanted me to critique. But, you know, Tony has a, a way about him. He wants what he wants when he wants it. So he said, well, you look, I don't care if you've seen it or not. We need you to <laughs> to review it. And so I did, and it seemed to um, to catch on. So. Oh, yeah. That's I love great. it.
1: That that's great. That I didn't realize that's how it all started. <laughs> yeah,
2: so, yeah, it worked well.
1: Okay, what have you got for us? I understand you're going to give us an Oscars preview.
2: Right, right, and I'm quite I'm quite pleased to say that of all the, the the nominated pictures, which are Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and three billboards, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I'm quite pleased and proud to say I haven't seen any of them. <laughs>
1: Perfect.
0: <laughs> Same here. <laughs> well,
1: I've seen a few, but um, I like it. I think it's better that you haven't seen any. So go right, f- right. Go right.
0: Yeah. So uh,
2: I wanted to touch on uh, one that I particularly liked was The Shape of Water because uh, I haven't seen it. And it seems to be about, it's, um, um, directed by Guillermo del Toro, who's done – Weird movies like Pacific Rim and Hellboy and the Hobbit. I've seen all of those, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say I kind of liked him, too, because he <laughs> has this thing for, like, monsters and weird stuff. So this movie apparently is about um, a young lady, uh, Sally Hawkins, who is a uh, mute. And uh, it takes place in, it looks like, uh, the 1940s, and the government has captured a fish guy. And they want to experiment on them like because that's what governments do. They they catch something they don't understand and they say, okay, let's cut it into a billion pieces and see how it works. Yeah. So uh, there's a young lady who works there. I don't know if she's a scientist or a janitor from the trailers, but one or the other, right? <laughs> and uh, she seems to develop a relationship with this fish guy because I, I don't know. I don't know any mute people personally, but apparently they get along with fish people because fish people don't talk either. So... <laughs> Uh, so they they develop a relationship, and, you know, I, from from halfway in, in the preview, it looks like this might turn out to be like the ultimate mixed marriage. I, I just don't <laughs> – I'm just trying to, to, to figure out just what – I mean, I know personally if if my daughter brought home like a fish guy, we, we'd have to have – you know, I'm a very liberal guy, but if she brought home a fish dude, we'd have, we'd have to talk about that.
0: Yeah, we, I'd have – I agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> So, so I have great hopes for this one. That's my early uh, uh, front runner going into it. Now, uh, it also nice. stars a uh, Olivia Spencer, who plays a role as an either assistant scientist or an assistant janitor. I can I couldn't tell which from from the trailer. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, and and you know, the movie is going to tug at your heartstrings because it's about you know, love takes many shapes, sizes, and and degrees of moisture it appears in from this movie. So, <laughs> I have great, great hopes for this movie. So that
1: one's Excellent. your front one. Run- that is that your front runner?
2: That's the front runner. That's the front runner. Shape of Water. I also want to touch on Call Me by Your Name. Now, this was it's kind of hard because I couldn't really understand what's going on from the trailer. But I I took a a, a snippet from another reviewer. This guy, I mean. You know, I, I take great pride in what I do. He, this is a guy who actually saw the movie. Let me tell you what he said. <laughs> okay. He said, uh, Lucia Guadagnino, who I assume is the director, mm-hmm. um, his call me by your name is a cinematic ravishment of the senses with a strong narrative tethering all the feelings and sensuous surfaces. Now, what the heck does that
0: mean? <laughs> you know? I have no
2: idea. Does that make you want to go see a movie? That makes you want to stay as far away from it as possible. Yes. If you see the trailer, you know, hey, if you like, like, it's about a love story between a guy, a girl, and another guy in any particular order, you know? So, mix it and match it as you see fit. And I'm all for love, so I can see why this is nominated, because people are all for love, too, and all. There's no there's no water dude in it, but all these people are just, like, <laughs> land lovers, so... That's that's you know that's that's the uh, I guess it's coming in for a strong second. So and last I want to touch on the post, which is um uh, a revisiting of um the Watergate uh, era with uh Kathleen mm-hmm. Graham and uh, Ben Bradley at the Washington Post. And if you just watch all the presidents' men and then stick a overweight <laughs> um overweight Tom Hanks in there and you've got the post. So
3: that's it.
2: Yeah, that's, that's about it. That's not as music as I thought it was going to be. It's not. It's not really a feel good story.
0: <laughs> I, I was going <laughs> to say that when I heard about the post, I was like, "Okay, I'll just watch all the presidents, man." Because right, you
2: did. Which it's got a great be movie, by the way. Yes. I've yes. seen that one. That's a, yes. it that's is a great one. That's a great movie. So why in the world would they do that? Right? You know why? No why idea. would they do that? That's like doing, um, a "Gone with the Wind" like, again. Yeah. They called it like. Gone again, <laughs> Gone with wind the wind deer. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: Citizen
0: Kane too. Come <laughs> <laughs> with
2: the wind too. The South, yeah. rise, the south shall rise again. there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and isn't the the guy? Is it? Was it Jason Roberts? Was that his name? Who played Ben Bradley in All Puzzles yeah, yeah. Smith? Robots. So, Jason Robots. Jason Roberts. Isn't yeah. he and, the one that gets high praise? And you could never. Nobody else can play Ben Bradley. So let's pick Tom Hanks
2: that's right that's right why, yeah. why not yeah although you know side note my favorite tom hanks movie of all time bachelor party that, that I, I don't know what it says <laughs> yeah. about me or says about tom hanks but that's absolutely my he can't top that i don't care what you know whatever saving private ryan whatever uh, the one that he was on the island stranded with a castaway yeah,
1: can't Canada. touch
2: can't touch bachelor party if he hasn't seen it highly recommend it
1: Months i have still. not seen it
0: I'm with you on that one. As growing up as a kid, as a kid in the 80s, that's that was a great, that's great movie. A fantastic yeah. movie. That's what yeah. movies are all about. That they should have It should have been nominated for an Oscar, but what do I know? But, <laughs> I'm probably going to guess that it doesn't hold up in, 20, in 2018 to watch it again. But I, I, I don't it was know, great but in the 80s. The,
2: the donkey scene? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might.
1: So is this sort of like a um, animal house type of movie, bachelor party?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a more refined version of Animal House yeah. because this was Tom Hanks' first film, and and mm-hmm. it, um, yeah, it you know, he just and he, he he burst on the scene like like with some fanfare. It, it, it was it was great. It was great. I do Yes. I, I was going to say I
0: don't want to spoil it for you, but that's what I do.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that's my job. That's my job.
1: You spoil movies you haven't seen. Right. Exactly. So
0: exactly. Is is there anything? anything else that you have seen that you'd like to bring up this week?
2: Well, there was this movie that came out, uh, what was the name of this thing? Uh, uh,
0: Black Panther. Yeah. That oh, yeah. One yeah. One. yeah I've heard I it. think I've heard of that one, yeah. I did, I did
2: see that. It was, it was very, very cool. Very oh. cool. I, I, I am having a little problem with it, like with, uh, with all the accolades it's getting, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a movie about a comic book. Come on, people. Let's be for real yeah. here. But are. I think the coolest part of it to me, well, well it was two cool parts. The first thing, was uh, it wasn't about a bunch of aliens coming in and, like, landing in Africa and giving people technology to build a pyramid. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. about that. I liked that. <laughs> and, and and the other cool thing was it was a movie based in Africa that didn't star a bunch of dudes wearing piss helmets uh, saying, what do, drums, what do drums mean and, and stuff like that, yeah. you know? It wasn't <laughs> yeah. like that. It was cool. Very cool movie. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. I, I know this is a departure for me, having actually seen the movie, and I hope all my listeners don't like this, disappointed, you know, by that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely worth at least waiting until it comes on DVD and watching it at home. But you know, it's really it's really cool. It was a play, It was a great night out at the movies.
1: Yeah, I saw it too. And the these Marvel movies are superhero movies are not my thing, but right. I'll I'll have to say that the hype got me got me there and um, we got there and I, we read the movie time wrong. So there was no line. We got there. The theater was empty and I'm like, wait a minute. My town is so <laughs> lame. Nobody's <laughs> coming to this thing. Well, oh. fast forward a half an hour as we're sitting there and then the place is packed. So that made me oh, feel better.
2: Well, let me ask you, did you dress in traditional African garb? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh,
1: and neither actually, did I. It's cool. Nobody did. Nobody <laughs> All did.
2: right. That's cool. That's cool. The thing about that movie also was the um, the the way they 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 explained the development of the characters, right? Like Michael B. Jordan played one of the best bad guys I've seen in the movies, but yet there was something about it where you felt sorry for him, you know?
3: Yep. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah, you know. So that that was deep. So that it was well done. Um, The thing about those Marvel movies, the comic book movies, are they're taking someone else's story. And developing mm-hmm. it right, so you can't give them all the accolades, right? And right. And, it's, and what is really uh, uh, understated in this was the character of, of Black Panther was developed by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby in 1968. Hmm. You know, oh. and to, for them to have that vision and that 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 awareness, that social consciousness back then, that was a pretty amazing thing. And uh, they, they don't get enough credit for that. They definitely don't. So, um, you know, hats off to, to Marvel, to, uh, to Disney, to, to Stan Lee, Jack Kirby. It's, it's it's worth it. Definitely worth it. I, yeah, I will I say you. this, though. It set a lot of records, and I tweeted this week. Every one of those people who went and, and paid money for that, if they don't vote, they're useless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they're useless. Yes, so so I bad. saw that tweet. Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Don't
2: let the end of your social consciousness stop at the theater line.
0: <laughs> don't yeah, don't, right. don't let it be just going to see a movie. I understand. Yes, that's right. That's right.
1: Awesome, now, Jason, man. are you going to see this movie?
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, since I have relatively still young kids, um, I'll see it in about three months when it's available on on DVD or you know streaming. Just because I don't get to the theater because of my kids, but yes, I'm I'm excited to see this one.
2: Oh uh, yeah. how, how young are your kids?
0: I one is still six, so. Um, It's difficult when my wife and I get out to go things, we usually like go out to a restaurant and sit in or like walk around Taco Bell and talk for an hour because we have we have an hour of undisturbed, you know, time that we can actually Look at each other and talk to each other, and right, not right. have someone else running up and you know yelling at us in our faces or throwing food at us. So it's uh, it's it's nice to. We rarely get to the movies, is what I'm saying.
2: Well, if, if your kid is six, he'll probably like sneak up, sneak you know, sneak and watch it on a pay per view, like in the middle of the night while you guys are asleep, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So so Kevin, before we let you go, are you are you on the radio now? or do you have anything you want to plug?
2: Well, uh, right now, uh, and it's uh, like the off season. Uh, Claude Jennings and I do a uh, a Redskins uh, wrap up show called the Federal Football Report on Federal mm-hmm. News Radio, uh, fifteen hundred AM in Washington. But we do that the day after uh, the burgundy and gold play, and so they, you know, always leave early. They never stick around for the playoffs, but. But uh, hopefully this year there's some things changing. I don't know if you guys are uh, football fans or sports fans. Yes. But, um, yeah, we give a um, sort of a different, uh, well, you know, knowing that I'm, if I'm involved in it, it's going to be a different perspective, right? <laughs> so uh, we offer a different uh, perspective on the game. And uh, we, we do some things with the uh, Washington Wizards and um, uh, Monument Sports on their, um, their podcast and radio broadcast. So we're trying to stay busy and, and feed hungry children.
1: Mine, yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and so you're you have a your Twitter account is at Kevin Stanfield, but what is Fed Football Report? They have a uh, yes,
2: that's at FF Rep
1: SF at SF
2: Rep, -Rep, and Claude is at Claude J Radio, so
1: Claude J Radio, okay, and of course, I'll I want to now that I know, uh, I mean, now that we're talking Redskins, I do want to ask before you go. What are they going to do with Kirk Cousins? Will he get the franchise tag?
2: No, no, no. The Mm -hmm. thing about about, uh, sports coverage in this area is the the team doesn't allow a lot of direct access. So most Mm -hmm. of the things you hear, the reports you hear are are purely speculation. So that that would not be a good move for them. I mean, it would be a a way for them to try to to receive a a draft pick, some type of competition compensation for, for, for losing uh cousins, but that's not guaranteed. So the the smart thing is for them to just to let him go, which mm-hmm. and I think in this case it's the best thing. It's the best thing because he, he has proven that, you know, he's he's been serviceable and he hasn't been a troublemaker, but his 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 eyes are on the Almighty Dollar. Which you know what? Whose aren't? I can't fault him for that. Mm-hmm. But I will say that you've seen several instances throughout sports history of of athletes who will uh, restructure their deal in order to help the team in order to obtain more talent around them. Uh, and, and Kurt doesn't seem like he's interested in that. You know, who knows? Maybe it's, maybe it's Mrs. Kurt saying, no, baby, you need to bring as much cash <laughs> as you can. Right. Yeah. People yeah. next door to me have, have like people next door to us have four Mercedes and we only got three. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Who knows? It might be, it might be as kids, you know, kids demand a lot of money too. Right. You know, oh yeah
3: yes oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> believe so,
2: me yeah. yeah I think I think it's time for, for Kurt to move on Let's see what we got yeah I think it's gonna happen
1: yeah I do too uh, well Kevin thanks so much for joining us and I cannot wait to watch the Oscars I am now pulling for The Shape of Water
2: that's it that's it number one Shape of Water right that's it gotta be and hopefully we can do this again because there's a whole lot of movies I haven't seen
1: <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> sounds great definitely <laughs> alright alright thanks Kevin
0: alright thank you guys thank you man bye bye This is a song of words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should have been what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz.
1: What do we know? Well, yes, we do have a quiz. Bob Walsh wrote another one for us. And um, according to his notes, this is quiz number five. That he's written for us, really? which is awesome. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Number five, he said. I was um, thinking
0: four. Uh, wow.
1: Well, the first one we took, I think, was when we were um, at Chatter with Mark Stern. I think that was the first one that right. he wrote for us. Maybe it was the second one. Anyway, this is quiz number five, and this one appears to be a little different than than the last few he sent us, in that it isn't necessarily all about movies, which which could mm-hmm. be good for me or not. <laughs> We'll see.
0: Well, it depends on what it, I mean, if it replaces movies with, you know, the regional geography of interior countries in Africa, we're both in trouble.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, he describes the quiz as pretty simple, and it is basically we have to identify who said it. Okay. And it's 10 questions, and it's multiple choice, which could be make it harder. Okay. Or easier. I don't know. We'll find out.
0: Well, usually I tend to decide on if it's multiple choice. They're giving you the answers. So the questions are going to be much more difficult than if you had to come up with it on your own.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: they're trying to trick you in there somewhere. And Bob is smart. So I imagine and he, he's got some clever ones in here that are going to trick us and make us look like idiots, which is entertaining.
1: Uh, so I, well, I'm bomb all for it. I don't think it takes much to trick me. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, so, number one, I actually think I know. We've talked about this before this quote. Okay. Number one is with great power comes great responsibility. A Voltaire B Elena Kagan C Peter Parker.
3: Okay. It's Peter Parker, isn't it? No.
0: (laughs) It is not Peter Parker.
1: Elena Kagan.
0: I think it's Voltaire, but that's just a guess. Um, if, well wait what is
1: we talked about peter parker saying this
0: i think it's uncle ben that says it though i don't Hello? think peter you're right parker it is actually uncle ben. says that because mm-hmm. we had this conversation this exact conversation <laughs> yeah. before
1: again it doesn't take much to trick me
0: well i was wrong too because i i was just spouting off nonsense i was just throwing references out and i said hey it's spider-man and
1: oh, then I went, wait a
0: minute ben. no it was uncle ben who said that
1: well who's voltaire should i know voltaire
0: he is, I believe, a French um, like philosopher. Yes, you should have heard of Voltaire.
1: Okay, well, I not probably not Voltron,
0: have. which honestly, I know more about Voltron than I do Voltaire. Well, and Voltron, heard of Voltron is actually much cooler. Yeah.
1: Well, Vol- Voltaire, I probably learned about when I should have been learning about, you know, insurance.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, which is a bunch of nonsense. I
1: mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. Philosophy. I mean, pff.
1: okay, so we're going I'm with I'm joking Voltaire. that is very important
0: stuff. Yes. Yeah. I. <laughs> Elena Kagan sounds familiar to me too, but I cannot place that name. So this is Well oh,
1: she's a Supreme Court Justice, isn't she?
0: I have no idea. I could <laughs> I not name I hope to God one of them. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know the notorious RBG, but that's the only Supreme Court justice that I could actually name.
1: Elena Kagan. Okay. Now I'm second guessing myself. All right, well we'll have to I
0: would say she's a figure skater for some Eastern European country. It's what her name sounds like.
1: We're off to a rousing
0: start on this one. Voltaire.
1: Okay, number two.
0: Voltaire was so cool, he was one of the original one-name dudes. It's like Madonna. Like
1: Madonna, yeah. Or Prince. Yeah. Or Justin. (laughs) No. You know I had to do it. I had to do it. No. No. Okay, number two. If he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. A, <laughs> John Cena.
0: I have no idea.
1: B, Theodore Roosevelt. C, Winston Churchill. Churchill. Well, I will say that john I know who John Cena is.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of, didn't I say something about WWE, WWE before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: at least if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. Daring greatly sounds like verbiage sounds from British. a different era. Or, it sounds, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Roosevelt and Churchill are roughly the same era. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's not, so I do not it's think not it's John, John Cena. Right. Well, right. watch it be John Cena, but yeah. I don't think it's John Cena. I'm going to say um, Churchill because
1: Churchill?
0: Yeah. it sounds more British.
1: But who would he be talking about? If he fails, at least he fails. Just
0: more. man in general. Just
1: Oh, know, okay. All if right. a
0: man fails, if, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. I don't know.
1: No, I think Churchill is my guess, too. But when you but put it again, that way.
0: Then again, you have Roosevelt, who was very, Teddy Roosevelt, who was very, you know, you know very out there, very be brave, be, you know, seemed to be an extreme extrovert. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it could be him. I would I would see him daring greatly, but I think it's Winston Churchill.
1: Okay. We're gonna I'm also picking Churchill.
0: God, this is a, this is a potential disaster this quarter. Yeah,
1: number three. I have For the motive, you. which is money, and the body, which is dead. A Chief Bill Golepsey. B Assistant States Attorney Jack McCoy. <laughs> C Assistant Dir- District Attorney Marsha Clark. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think it's Marcia Clark.
0: I don't think so either. I I mean, because I can't see her saying that. She was one of the attorneys uh, that was prosecuting OJ, right? Yes. Okay. I don't remember that quote then.
1: No, and I don't know who's Jack McCoy. It sounds like some movie name.
0: (laughs) Jack McCoy. Like John J. McCoy himself.
1: Like the McCoys, the Western?
0: No, he's oh. from Law & Order. Oh, okay. He's, he was the district attorney on Law & Order forever. Okay. Or the assistant right. state attorney.
1: And I don't know who Chief Bill Gillespie is.
0: That name also sounds familiar, and I feel like I'm going to look like an idiot, but I I can't place it right now. My brain is not working this morning.
1: Um. Yeah, mine either. <laughs> uh, I'm I was go up way
0: too late last night.
1: I'm gonna go with Jack McCoy. Sounds like a Law and Order type of quote. And I don't know who Bill Gillespie is.
0: Gillespie. Um,
1: Gillespie. What did I say? Gillespie. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I think I, I I would say Jack McCoy too. I don't know. I think that's the joke answer. So it's not that one. I'm gonna say A. Okay. Which is Gillette. Good. Gal, how do you say? How did you say it again? <laughs> The uh, what?
1: Gillespie.
0: Gillespie, yes.
1: Okay. Number four No one ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American public.
0: I know this one. A. Donald Trump. Getting the answers.
1: B. H. L. Mencken. C. P. T. Barnum. Um, what do what you. Uh, Barnum?
0: That's who I think it is, yes.
1: Barnum and Bailey Circus, correct? Correct. I do not know off the top of my head. H.L. Mencken sounds extremely familiar, but I don't know who he is or she. I don't know. Okay.
0: <laughs> I really, I'm just like, my mind is, my brain's not working. I don't know.
1: And I really don't think Donald Trump would say that.
0: I don't want to talk about him.
1: Yeah, good. Me either. Number five. Number five. Jason. Oh my God. <laughs> A. KJ Onsted. B. Jamie Lee Curtis. C. Angie Harmon. Now, we need to be careful with this. Yes. Because the obvious answer is me, K.J. Onston. However, I don't know that I've ever said it in quite those terms. Jason, oh my God.
0: I don't think so either. I'm so, going to go.
1: It's got to be with, from a movie line.
0: I'm going to go with, well, it doesn't have to be.
1: I guess not. Yeah.
0: Because what's Because that's not, I'm trying to think of Jamie Lee Curtis movies where she would have I don't remember her being in a movie with a character named Jason.
1: Well, wasn't okay. We talked about a movie that she was in not long ago, uh, and you see a whole different side of what was that? Was that Trading um, Places? Trading Places. Is there a yes. Jason in that?
0: No, because Dan Aykroyd's name is not Jason. Okay, in that movie,
1: Angie Harmon. I do know who she is, but I cannot think of a single movie she's been in.
0: She's from Law and Order. This is the only reason, I, only only time I've ever seen her. But the reason I know who she is is because she was married and maybe still married to Jason Seahorn.
1: Oh, there it is. The
0: football player. So I think it's C. Angie Harmon.
1: She was? Yeah, I think she still is. You're right. She is. Yep. Okay, let's go with Angie Harmon.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Number six be humble, be hungry, and always be the hardest worker in the room. A. Dwayne Johnson. B. Vince Lombardi, C. Tony Robbins.
0: <laughs> Who is Dwayne Johnson?
1: <laughs> well, speaking of WWE earlier, Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Now, now I understand. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, I
0: didn't, I didn't recognize just Dwayne Johnson.
1: No, yeah. I understand.
0: It's got you got to go with his official full name.
1: Oh, I don't think it's him.
0: Mm, I don't think so either.
1: Don't you think this? Is something that Lombardi would say?
0: Probably. Tony, but Tony Robbins is completely Mr. Motivational Speaker.
1: Okay, who's Tony Robbins? Help me out.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Okay, well, if I saw his picture, I'd know who he was. What is he? Yeah. What's he done? He's, got,
0: he's enormous. He's got like that giant head and giant teeth. <laughs> he's a really big. He's like I know. I actually personally know somebody who worked with him for years, like doing production on his like shows. He's a motivational speaker. Oh, okay. You 100% know who he is. I'm
1: sure I do then. But, uh, okay, so it could be Tony Robbins. I bet you it's Tony Robbins. Maybe. It it could be any of these. If it was Lombardi, he might say, always be the hardest worker on the field.
0: That's a good point. I literally have no idea. I'm going to say D, all of the above.
1: Okay. Let's do that. Uh, Number seven. Every relationship I've been in, I've overwhelmed the girl. They just can't handle all the love. Look at number, look at C. <laughs> okay, A is Tom Cruise, B is Chris Brown, and C is Justin Timberlake. So, I know <laughs> Justin Timberlake did not say that, so we're move, we're eliminating him.
0: No, wait a minute now. Wait a minute, are you sure? Yes. I would not be so sure. Okay. Well, I, unless he I said it B.
1: right after he broke up with Spears or something, because, you know, he did he write cry me, He did write what goes around, comes around about Spears. So maybe, maybe Didn't
0: cry me a river about her, too.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Chris Brown or Tom Cruise. But I can't see Tom Cruise saying that Chris Brown. I can I can see saying. Oh, something.
0: I can totally see Tom Cruise say I can see any of these three saying that
1: okay, all three well, of who, these
0: are egocentric people.
1: Not, not my boy.
0: Or get out of here if you don't think he's egocentric. <laughs>
1: I know. I get know. out of here. Okay. Did you
0: see that album promo? That's that's I rest my case. For I all have time not right there. The
1: album, what what promo? Are you the talking? video. I know. Yes, I know. I've seen it. Okay, well, I'm gonna go with. It's a. I'm gonna go with either A or B, but I bet you, Bob, if it's Timberlake,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say this is a lyric in a Timberlake song. I'm gonna go way out on a limb on that and say <laughs> that I'm gonna crack up if it is.
1: Yeah, I I will have. <laughs> have no you read choice. some of his lyrics? Yeah, but I don't remember that lyric unless it's part of "In Sync." Um, I will have to laugh if it is him. I, I mean, what else could I do? I guess I could get angry, but that I will not have a reason to be angry. Okay. Because I suppose that could be a song lyric.
0: All right, so uh,
1: you're choosing Timberlake, and I will choose Chris Brown. Because we
0: blew blew our average on this quiz a long time ago. Yes, we did.
1: Yeah. Number eight, you're not only wrong, you're wrong at the top of your lungs. Mm. A, Elizabeth Warren. B, John J. McCready. C, David Aldridge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I don't know any of these answers. A I, I, was, thought, I thought you were
0: going to say, I don't know any of these people. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, um, then
1: you really would know I know
0: my brain is so not working right yeah. now, but come on. I'm going to, I mean, I could see it being Aldridge. This might've been something that he said to Tony on the show before.
1: Yeah. What about,
0: who's Um, I don't really remember.
1: Is he a politician?
0: I'm going to say he's somebody from like the beginning of like a hundred years ago that we should probably know if we knew in history.
1: Okay. All right. Well, because I don't know who he is, I think Elizabeth Warren is, could be possible or David Aldridge.
0: (laughs) Is Elizabeth Warren. um,
1: She's a politician, isn't she? Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm trying to I'm, I can't even remember who's the like minority leader. I think it's I always confuse her and Boxer and Feinstein. And
1: I think she is the minority leader,
0: which which one was in on the State of the Union when they kept cutting. Like there's a picture of her like when people are like applauding something stupid Trump said. She just has this like face of like, hmm, like she's got like the I'm not impressed face and uh, it could it's the be one is, is she the one that like Sarah Sanders called out for getting having for the look she had on her face like why are you looking so dour all the time and I'm like hey do you have any mirrors in your house
3: yeah yeah have right. you seen
0: how you you're 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 the most of the t- I'm not talking about anybody's looks I'm talking about have you seen the expression on her expression, face most yeah. of the time
1: well Elizabeth Warren is isn't she maybe the most no, most famous, I guess I should say. Didn't she almost run for president uh, instead of Hillary?
0: I don't remember. I don't. I couldn't tell you. And that's sad, but I don't know.
1: Well, a lot has happened since that time.
0: Yes. I'm, t- um, I'm telling you, my I was up until like 2 a.m. My brain is not working. <laughs> I can't I, form sentences.
1: I Well, I've had plenty of those, you know, when we've we've recorded where I feel like my, my head is in a fog especially a couple of weeks ago when I was sick I I feel that way this morning too but I was not up till 2 a.m. <laughs> I don't have any excuses other than I'm more clear-headed in the evening <laughs> <laughs> and we're taking a quiz which I honestly before we ever started this podcast I thought I was pretty good at trivia <laughs> and then we started this podcast and you're not just good at trivia; you're like a <laughs> savant at trivia.
0: Well, I, I was going to say, don't compare yourself to me when Except it comes to trivia. Except for this
1: quiz, you know, we neither of us are. Maybe you're. Maybe you're knocking it out of the park when we get to the answers. I oh, I know.
0: am not. I am not on this one. But, but but you know, it's like don't 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 try don't don't feel bad comparing yourself to me in trivia.
1: Well, but then you see people's responses like, "I was yelling, Beetlejuice! Yeah, you but, idiot!"
0: But, but here's the other thing too. And this this applies to like when people that go on jeopardy, I've heard them say this. Yeah. Or people that do say stupid like corno curo cabinet yes. on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, yeah. Um when you're it's easy when you're at home in your living room or you're driving in your car or you're running or you're on the treadmill or whatever and you're listening to this. It's much more difficult when there's a live mic in front of you that we're going to record and use <laughs> whatever you say. Yeah. It's much more difficult. It is. And so don't it So is. Don't worry about what people think. I
1: found it. Well, I'm not worried. I found it. I'm not worried about it. It's just right. something I'm- that I thought that I was better at. But I've never also done it on a live mic. Um, I have found myself yelling at Jeopardy. What an idiot. Yeah. You know, so. And obviously, so if you're getting it. on Jeopardy!, you're not an idiot. You're good at trivia. You're good at or knowing you, or stuff. Or
0: you had some interesting story, which is the a lot of the times they pick the people with the interesting stories over the people who oh, really? are, do okay. the best on the test. Oh, yeah. My uncle um got to the final where they actually do a, like a fake. They have a set and they do like a fake like run through. They're not recording it. It's not really? like being recorded for TV. Yeah, he got down to like the final like four or five that were going to go on in an episode. Um, and he got cut because even though he answered more questions than anybody there, they picked this other woman. And I can't even remember what the story was, but she had told some dumb story
1: mm-hmm. that I thought
0: that I thought was dumb. And he was like, they thought that was a more interesting story than what I had. Like, cause you know, when, you know, Trebek talks to him between the first yes. and second, yeah. basically what I call the part, I like to go up and go get something to eat during yeah. and skip because I'm not interested in these people's personal stories, to be honest. Um, which I that mean doesn't which surprise. is ironic since we have a podcast that's about personal stories. But yeah, but
1: you you know, you've talked about you don't care about the Olympics personal stories, just show me yeah. the race, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm interested in, and, and here's the thing. When I want to hear a personal story, I tune in and listen to the personal story and I'm yeah. invested in it. Yeah. When I want to tune into a competition, I want the competition.
1: And see, I, I love. I want, the, I want the battle, I want the fight.
0: I don't, I don't want to hear where they came from. I want to know, what have you done for me now? Uh, what are you doing right I now in this competition? About,
1: look how hard they have worked to get there. I want to know what they've been through. I want to know those things. That makes me connect with them better and makes do me think, cheer for them. Do
0: you think the lion cared in the Coliseum with the guy who got thrown in there with him? Had, what he had been through? No, no he just he's ate a him. a lion. That's what I'm saying. Are you a lion or not?
1: Uh, I guess when not. When it comes to
0: competition, you got to be a lion.
1: Well, I'm not in the competition of Olympics.
0: Well, no, and you never will be with that attitude.
1: No, I will never be in any type <laughs> of Olympic. Uh, but oh, no, I won't either. You know what? You, you're saying that your uncle was a finalist on Jeopardy. It's mm-hmm. in Being a good trivia guy is in your DNA. So yes. there you go.
0: Well, he's not blood relative, but oh, okay. <laughs> he, married, he married my all aunt.
1: All right, all right. Well, <laughs> but I will say can happen. <laughs> but
0: I will say this. He's the only person to ever really re- beat me in like trivial pursuit. Okay. Of course, he was he was in his thirties, and I was ten years old. But still.
1: So you're saying you want a rematch?
0: Well, he's dead. But anyway.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Um, all right. Sometimes we,
0: the lion wins.
1: Yeah. So number eight, we haven't made a choice, but let's just go with. Um, what is the answer? Rich. What is the
0: question? Oh, the oh yeah. Um, I'll say yeah. I'll go with it.
1: Okay. Um, number nine, we've got two left. Number nine, it is a far, far better thing that I do than I have ever done. It is a far, far better rest than I have ever known. A, Sydney Carton, Tale of Two Cities. B, Commissioner Jim Gordon, The Dark Knight Rises. And C, Jean Valjean, Les Mis. Jean,
0: Jean Valjean.
1: Jean Valjean. I mm-hmm. don't have any idea.
0: Okay, these are all obviously fictional characters. Yes. That sounds like a line that would be in Tale of Two Cities. So I'm going to say that. I never read that book.
1: Okay, I will also go with you on that one.
0: And it could be, I've seen The Dark Knight Rises, it could be that. And I've obviously seen Les Mis, so it could be that. I I just don't remember specifically that line in either one of those.
1: I don't think I've seen any of these movies. Get out of here. That's why I said it sort of, you know, yeah. quietly. I yeah. don't think I have.
0: I mean, I could understand not seeing The Dark Knight Rises if comic book movies aren't. If you like Black Panther, though, you would probably like the Dark Knight movies, the ones that, the Christopher Nolan movies.
1: I know. I, I just not have not seen them. I know that's the Heath last Heath Ledger movie, and um, but I just. Mm, no. Yeah, it was. Wasn't mm, he in The Dark Knight?
0: He was in The Dark Knight, not The Dark Knight Rises.
1: Right. That's what I meant. Dark Knight. Yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. Well, and Les Mis, I have seen parts, uh, but I've never seen the whole thing. Oh, you need to see that.
0: And that's one of those where I, for, this is the only musical I will ever recommend in my life. You need to see that, and you need to see it live by actual good performance company. Okay. It's worth it.
1: I mean, my, my family raves about it that has seen it. I just have not yeah. seen it.
0: It's the greatest songwriting, I think, ever in a musical.
1: Really? Okay. Well, Okay. Well, I haven't seen any of them, so I've got some work to do. All right. Number 10. (laughs) Well, I
0: hadn't read any books, so I've got some work to do that (laughs) I'm never going to do.
1: Last one. Number 10. I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. A. Ric Flair. B. Michael Phelps. C. Muhammad Ali. Okay. You have mentioned Ric Flair on this podcast before. Oh yes. So, I wonder if it might be Ric Flair. I don't know that Muhammad Ali would he say did he hate his training?
0: Um,
1: I definitely think he'd say live the rest of your life as a champion.
0: I think Muhammad Ali would be much more poetic and well spoken than this quote.
1: Okay, what about Mr. Phelps? N- no. So it's Ric Flair.
0: I think it's Michael Phelps. I'm just saying oh, no to Phelps in general. Uh, well, he does yeah. not belong in this. In this, the, Out of these three, he does not belong.
1: I agree.
3: So you think the answer is Michael Phelps?
0: I think so. Okay. I have no idea.
1: All right. I don't either. I think it's this either a, M- Michael Phelps or Rick Flair.
0: This is the only quiz that we've taken that literally, I think there's only one of them that I feel like I got right.
1: Yeah, and I don't know that, that I have gotten any right, but let's find out. Yes, woo! Number one, the one about "with great power comes great responsibility." Mm-hmm. The answer was B, Elena Kagan,
0: who seemed to be a justice of something, I, some sort.
1: Boom! I got it right. Mm-hmm. Not Elena Kagan, but the fact that she was a justice. She is. A- I was
0: going to say. I think we said A.
1: So here's what Bob wrote about this. (laughs) Of these three, only Justice Kagan has actually used this formulation. In deciding the case of Kimball versus Marvel Comics, she cited the line to support the notion of judicial restraint. The first time this line appears is in the comic Amazing Fantasy, which is the introduction of Spider-Man. The line is not spoken by anyone, but appears only in the narration. Ooh, this is going to be a hard one.
0: But the line was spoken in the movie by... Yeah, that's true.
1: Yep. Okay, so we because got that one narration wrong.
0: Narration does not work. You can't narrate in a movie without actually somebody saying it.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Even if it's an off-screen narrator.
1: Um, so we got that one wrong, but I'm giving myself points for knowing who Kagan was. Yep. Good. Number two, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. The answer is Theodore Roosevelt. B. Hmm. And um, Bob says, "Cena, John Cena may embody this." And Winnie wished it was his, but this is all Teddy. Okay. God, I didn't know that about Teddy. Um, number three.
0: There's only one Winnie that I recognize as Winnie the Pooh. Janet. No.
1: What did you say? Winnie who? Oh, <laughs> Winnie Cooper. no. Winnie Cooper. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There you go. Sure.
0: Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is Pooh compared to Winnie Cooper. Come on.
1: Truth. Uh, I, I'm not a big Winnie the Pooh fan. I much prefer... Um, Tigger and Eeyore, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I, number three. I
0: have my, I've given birth to, with my wife, given birth to Tigger and Eeyore. <laughs> it is, it is, you know, uncanny how much each of my kids resembles one of those.
1: Tigger and Eeyore. That, yes. Well, those are my two favorites. So I think they belong well with your kids.
0: It's unbelievable. It's, it's really funny. If you're around there for like a couple of days, you'd be like, yep. Totally see So
1: it. the destroyer is Tigger, is my oh, guess? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> Number three is I, I have the motive, which is money, and the body, which is dead. The answer is A, which is, um. who's that? Yes. Chief Bill no, Gillespie. G- you got Gillespie. that one, right? Yes,
0: in the heat of the night.
1: Um, Rod Steiger, or Steiger? Rod Steiger. Steiger playing the redneck police. Police chief in the heat of the night, nineteen sixty-seven. I actually know that movie. Isn't yes. that um, Carol O'Connor and was it Sydney? No, who's the Sydney Ponier? Okay, yeah. I had it right. All right, number four, uh, which was no one ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American public. The answer B, hmm. B was H.L. Mencken. Yep, and he's and the, we we chose P.T. Barnum. And he, he says, Trump and Barnum put this into practice, but this line belongs to Mencken. Hmm. Okay. Mankin's I still need is, to figure out who Mencken is.
0: Yeah, I'm not even going to bother to look it up because Mencken to me is um, the family that owned the department store in oh, Mad Men.
1: You're right. You're right.
0: Rachel Mencken. Yes. So I don't know if it's spelled the same, but that's the only Mencken to me. So we move along.
1: Number five. Jason, oh my God. You, you nailed this one. C. Angie Harmon. Mm-hmm. And here's what Bob says. Angie gasped this when proposed to by Jason Seahorn on The Tonight Show. Oh, did he really on live TV?
0: Yeah, uh, I didn't know that.
1: Jason is Friday the 13th, so Jamie mm-hmm. Lee of Halloween fame never met him. Correct. I'm sure KJ has said this multiple times, but Angie said it first.
0: <laughs> but like I think you said, though, you've never said that exact
1: phrasing. I don't think All I have, that. no. Uh-uh. Okay, number six, be humble, be hungry, and always be the hardest worker in the room. The answer there is A, The Rock. The Rock gives us words to live by, he said. Yep. Okay, number seven, every relationship I've been in, I've overwhelmed the girl. They just can't handle all the love. The answer is... Oh, no.
0: Oh, no. The
1: answer is Timberlake.
0: And look, the best part is what he wrote, and you got to read the whole thing
1: oh my he said threw this in to see how well KJ knows her boy <laughs> I imagine the conversation going something like this <laughs> Jason I guarantee you 100% yeah. this is JT uh. KJ oh no that can't be right Justin is not egotistical like
0: that people they are going to it. think that we read these answers beforehand Oh no my
1: gosh! No, that's no, we did awesome not. Yep, that is awesome. He nailed it.
0: That's the best thing we've ever had in any of these quizzes.
1: Yes. So, just, just okay, I guess right there. I want to know, Bob, is this a song lyric or did he actually say this? And if he actually said it, it had to be after Spears and he broke up. That's what I'm saying. That is hilarious.
0: I bet it's a song lyric.
1: Oh, that is so good. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly almost, I um, check the tape, but that's almost that's basically,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, that that definitely get, gets the gist of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Number eight, you're not only wrong, you're wrong at the top of your lungs. And the answer was B, who is John J. McCready, the one, one that I did not know. Um, One can well imagine Senator Warren's, Warren saying this to, well, to just about any Republican and David yeah. Aldridge saying it to TK, which is what you and I thought. Mm-hmm. But this belongs to Spencer Tracy's character from Bad Day at Black Rock, nineteen fifty-five. Okay,
0: I've never heard of that movie in my life.
1: I've heard of Spencer Tracy, but that's about it. Oh yeah,
0: I've, I've never, never heard, heard of that either. movie.
1: Um,
0: nineteen fifty-five. That's I know considerably before both of our times. Yes, yeah. So yeah, I don't feel uh, bad about that.
1: I don't either. Number nine. It is a far, far better thing that I that I do than I have ever done. It is a far, far better rest than I have ever known. Answer. Um, A commissioner. Mm-hmm. Gordon. A
0: no, it's it's from Carton. Tales Tales you got
1: that right. You got yeah, that. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, here's what Bob says. Commissioner Gordon does quote this Dickens line at the end of D.K.R. Um,
0: Dark Night Rises.
1: Rises mm. But the Frenchman expounding his upcoming demise is Carton, not Valjean. Valjean. Okay. All right. And number ten, final. Oh, it was Muhammad Ali. I hated every minute of training, but I said don't quit, suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. Muhammad Ali, he was the greatest.
0: <laughs> he was. But I, I, I that seems not that as that poetic. Way. Yeah. It yeah. seems like he would he would add more flourish to it. But maybe have, this was like later in his life.
1: Have you seen that commercial that I I think is Muhammad Muhammad Ali's voice saying, I am the greatest and it's going I think it's an iPod or iPhone commercial. Fortunately,
0: where, no I have not seen that commercial.
1: Yeah, I think it's Muhammad Ali and talking about showing different young people's face, maybe not just young people. People's faces, I don't know. I thought it was kind of strange to use Muhammad's voice for that, but Listen, we I didn't talk know?
0: about this a couple last week when I I think we sort of talked about I talked I talked about commercialism and bad marketing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we didn't talk about this after the Super oh, Bowl.
1: Oh yeah, I know where you're going here. That yeah.
0: Dodge Ram commercial. Do not use Martin Luther King Jr. to sell your crappy trucks. I know it. I think that's wrong. And it, I think what you're describing is using Muhammad Ali's words to sell Apple products.
1: I could be wrong on what the I commercial is, but it just, it doesn't, I, I don't like it. I don't
0: know. I, I can't stand any of that. Um, All of that. Just, just say, put up a picture of your product or a video of your product and say, here's what it does. Here's why it's better than our competitors. And here's here's why it's one cent cheaper or whatever. And yeah. And buy it. Just. I know. I hate this stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I swear I saw one of Martin Luther King's children say that something to the fact that Martin Luther King would have been okay with this or would have, I don't know, would have like, would have stood by. Did he I say don't,
0: that as he cashed the check?
1: Yeah, that's what I thought when I read it. But I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even think I even saw that commercial, but I certainly saw all the, uh, um, you know it was awful talk, eh? it was
0: it was really bad and and here's the thing i don't know if martin luther king would have said yes or no to that because guess what i don't know him
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and yeah. even more i am not him so i i would not dare to speak for my parents or one of my relatives to say yeah he would okay this or she would okay this if they were gone
3: Right. After they
0: passed away. I I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, no, we're not using any of this stuff. Just.
1: Well, especially when it has to do with selling things. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Even though I never saw the commercial, I can just, I can go with what everybody's saying because I don't, I can only imagine how, how, how that. It
0: was disrespectful to me personally. Not, not to me. I felt like it was, I personally felt like it was disrespectful to Martin Luther King Jr. But I mean, hey
1: yeah what well a- it certainly sounds like it was um thank you bob for that quiz yes you, you was- certainly stumped us jason probably got what three or four right and i got i think i got zero two or three, right yeah. i don't know but yep. the timberlake part alone <laughs> makes the entire quiz <laughs> number seven
0: that was the best yeah
1: um so yes thank you bob appreciate it
0: hey how's it going i would not just ask him to do small talk i'd you know, I just don't really do that very well. I'm genuinely asking, you know, you listen to us talk this long. I feel like, you know, we should give you a chance to respond back to us. I mean, not just talking out loud because we're not going to hear any of that. But you can send us feedback, good or bad. We'd love to hear from you. And if you'd actually like for us to read it, whether we read it on the podcast or not, we do read everything. Um, it's at Speak Tangents on Twitter or Speaking of Tangents podcast at gmail.com. We also have a website and a Facebook and a Snapchat that you can probably find it. Hey, it was nice talking with you. Good talk. So do we have any feedback this week that makes us look good and or (laughs) praises us in some way, shape, or form? Or, you know, makes us look like idiots because that's kind of entertaining.
1: I think we have a mix of that. Yes, we do.
0: Good. I hope it's more leaning on the... Making us look good because that quiz
1: sort of made us <laughs> yeah. look like fools. Well, we, you know, we did get a, because of David Aldridge's appearance last week, we got a lot of nice feedback about that. Um, awesome. Uh, so thanks to everyone who sent us feedback on that Jen Babis, Babish, Jolene Wojcik, Jenny Robbins, uh, the at TK Littles on Twitter retweeted our, um, you know, our tweet, Mark Barnett on Facebook, uh, and that there were more. So I'll just read a few of them. Or we'll start with Twitter here. Sully from Boston at Rice Twist. I'd like to commend uh, at Buffalo Allison Judo Fuse for their latest "Speaking of Tangents" podcast featuring David Aldridge, and he puts H O F in parentheses. Yes. It's not easy for non-professional interviewers to turn the tables on a pros pro interviewer with presidents on his CV, and they did a tremendous job. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Sully. Yes, thank you. Um. So does that count for praising us? Appraising us tweet.
0: That's very, very much so. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, well, DA makes it easy.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Read
1: great. the manual at read the manual. This might be the first speaking of tangents podcast that made me tear up a little. David Aldridge description. David Aldridge's description of walking out on the balcony of the L- Lorraine Motel. Wow. Yep. I mean, I was just listening to him and I was tearing up a little bit. It was yeah. It was wow. She nails it.
0: Yeah, it was great. I, and I will just say that, you know, I'm glad it took like a year and a half of listening to, you know, your husband talk about stuff emotionally before you ever um, had an emotional reaction to any of the podcast um, yeah, right. because of somebody else on the podcast. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? It's my second time I, because of Liz Clark when she was when she was on, I. Definitely teared up for that
0: What you was talking. I mean, I don't cry at anything, but they were both great.
1: They were both great. And on Facebook, Jeff Turner said, best episode ever. It meant a lot to hear you guys speak about what's going on and your candor in doing so. I was a huge DA fan before, but he's my favorite now after your podcast. He Hmm. is so smart, kind, thoughtful, and funny. Thanks so much for such a great episode. Awesome. Yeah, appreciate that, Jeff. Um, Back to Twitter, Simeon Copeland at The Schmooze. S-C-H-M-O-O-Z. Um, first off, great show this week. The interview with David Aldridge was superb. Secondly, the, quote, serious, unquote, opening needed to be done, and hopefully no one that enjoys the show skipped it. Change has to happen now. Agreed. Yeah, I uh, definitely cool. agree. That's that's nice to hear. Thanks, Thanks Simeon. Mm-hmm. And... Echoing that, uh, Dr. Garrett Schumann at G-A-R-R-T says, I dug the opening of Speaking of Tangents this week. We've reached the point where normal nonsense podcasting might need to diverge, in, diverge into the righteous condemnation of late-stage capitalism. And he put righteous yes. in, in parentheses.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I. That's a good way to put it. Definitely. Condemnation of late-stage capitalism. I like that. Yep. Yeah.
1: yep. Thanks. And... Okay, now we we'll are switch gears a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about when we, when you spoke last week about stocking up for a storm. And I think this is when you were talking about uh, Jason's wife going to the store on Valentine's Day. Yes. And all the shelves were bare, like when a storm yeah, all is coming. the flowers and, yeah,
0: yeah the, the bakery and all the cakes and cookies and stuff look like, you know, people that ran through there with a, you know hammer and just busted everything up and ran out.
1: Yeah, and, and you liken that to like when a storm's coming people come and buy out the bread and the milk.
0: Certainly in Atlanta in the South that's what happens. Bread yes. Milk for some you reason. said
1: Atlanta bread and I thought you were talking about the restaurant. Yeah.
0: No, that's Atlanta breads.
1: <laughs> yes, right. Atlanta's Atlanta breads. Yes. Companies. Well, Adam Benson said at Benson underscore the comic when we, and I love this so I'm just prefacing it, when we have an impending storm coming People raid the potato chip aisle. While well, talking that's... about the storm, weatherman reminds us to get our storm chips. <laughs> that is awesome. I love storm potato chips. chips. I have such a weakness for potato chips. I would so,
0: probably eat them over a like loaf of bread, yes.
1: Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, you know, we also talked about peanut butter and jelly, and you and I agreed to sort of disagree about that. Yes, um, you
0: agreed that I was right. And I, disagree <laughs> I don't
1: with you, remember, so. but you know what? Whatever, uh-huh. fake fake news. What did Todd have to say? Yeah, Todd Takei disagreed with you too, like I did at Tooth Takei. Uh, Jason could not be more wrong about peanut butter and jelly. Plus, the worst thing you can put on a peanut butter sandwich is butter. My grandma did that. Now, did you? You didn't say butter, did you? Do you like no. butter on a sandwich? No. So he's just adding that he thinks yeah. that first of all you're wrong about peanut butter and jelly, and don't ever put butter on a peanut butter sandwich.
0: Yeah, basically he called me wrong, and then gave me his opinion. Like I'm going to care about his opinion after he called me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you, Todd. I you do know, that, agree. I agree with him. Though. Yeah, the, yeah. The, I don't agree. It's the worst because jelly is obviously the worst, and we can agree to disagree. That's fine. Yep. But putting peanut butter, unless you're like, I think I tweeted him, unless you're spreading on the outside and you know frying it, which can be good too. Um, I don't understand the peanut butter. I don't understand butter on a peanut butter sandwich.
1: No, I don't either. So you're talking about putting butter on the outside like a like you would a grilled cheese? Fry it up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that be that, that's better. Sounds now, boring. maybe this will change your mind. Michelle Miller at ER Nurse, M-E-M. I bet my homemade jelly would make the peanut butter sandwich better. I'll send you some so you can try it.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm all for homemade jelly. Jelly on toast is good. I am not putting jelly and peanut butter together and putting it in my mouth and eating it. It's just not good to me.
1: Okay, so you uh, to clarify then, you like jelly, you just don't want yes. it with peanut butter. Yes. Okay. It's just
0: like I like Oreos and I like Peeps. Yep. I get. I that. I certainly yep. do not want them put together.
1: Yeah. yeah. I've
0: been. I mean, I've been pretty, you know, hardline on this. I haven't really, you know, flip flopped on my opinions on food combinations.
1: And, and Sean Morris, unless
0: when I have, and then of course, you know,
1: yeah, then I'm it's right fine. About that too. Yeah. yeah. And Sean Morrissey did tweet us a picture of. Peep Oreos. I think he's. He, I think he said, "Oh Lord." Yes. Which is, you know, how? I agree. Did you They're see,
0: awful. Did you see? I think they had. Th- this may be new this year because I haven't seen. Because they had Peep Oreos last year with the filling, which is terrible—a terrible idea. But this year, in the picture that he tweeted, they had the actual like cookies on the outside instead of having like the Oreo design. It had like a Peep design.
1: Oh no! I didn't which notice is, that.
0: It's not an Oreo without the Oreo-like yeah. little lattice work on the outside. It's it's just a chocolate cookie.
1: Yep, I agree. I'll have to go back and look at that, although I don't know why. It'll just make me angry. Yeah. And um, my friend Sarah Susie texted me that there are now pancake Oreos. What? Pan- I swear okay, it was okay, pancake. Okay, let me guess.
0: Let me guess. Are these pancakes with pieces of Oreo in them? Like you have Oreo-like- <laughs> cookies and cream ice cream or are they oreos that are pan what is pancake flavor in that bread probably
1: syrup i would guess syrup and pancakes together <sighs> and i think they are the not chocolate but the white or, or the cream uh yellow oreos like the golden, the golden oreo yeah mm-hmm. disgusting no, no. yeah now we talked about *Halt and Catch Fire* last week, and and you know yes, we, we recommended it a long time ago. You recommended it, um, but Douglas Merrill at Joe Avg Nobody, mm-hmm. um, said he he gave us two tweets, and first this one, and then I don't know, maybe a day later, the second one came in. Uh, Thanks much for the recommendation of *Halt and Catch Fire*. Wow, no clue this show was out there. Did I say wow? Cool. And then he came back and said, "Okay, wife and coworkers, partners are officially pissed at speaking of tangents. <laughs> the Halt and Catch Fire show on Netflix has shut our workstations down. Very unproductive for 3 days of binging."
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good. You yes. need to take a break every now and then. and it? It's a good Absolutely. show. And certainly uh, if you work within in any sort of, you know, computer or technology industry, it's an awesome incredible show and you need to watch it.
1: And I didn't work in those fields and I loved it.
0: Yeah. I still have two episodes left. And, um, hopefully, uh, it, you know, at some point in my life when the business lets up for a couple of days, I'm going to, I'm trying to save it where I can knock them both out together because I know what's going to happen is I'm going to watch the next to last one and I'm going to want to watch the final episode right back to back. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I would love for us to talk about it and extend, you know, it's at length when, um, When I finish watching it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, make sure you give yourself those two hours then so you can watch them back to back.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to predict this, um, that most TV shows that I've loved that have gone multiple seasons, my favorite or the, and or the best episode, what I consider to be the best episode is typically the penultimate episode.
1: Yeah. Like breaking bad.
0: Yeah. The next to last one is the best because Mm -hmm. the last one they're kind of just wrapping up.
1: So this is your, um, prediction for Halt and Catch Fire too. Okay. Yes. Well, we shall see. Yeah, don't say anything. I will not. Brendan in Jersey at Brendan in Jersey said, mm-hmm. I am impressed and grateful for Jason's shout out off the top of his head. The Bond movies are notorious for having their cake and eating it too when it comes to 007 secrecy.
0: Yes, 100%.
1: So that's the um, St. John Smith Smythe or whatever it was. St.
0: Jean-Smith. John Sinjin Smythe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, he, um, and Brendan listed like a couple more. I saw that tweet and he listed a couple more in the thread following that that were like it happened in a couple other bond movies too. And I'm like, yeah, it's just, he said, it's just like, they really just play around with the, everybody knows he's James Bond, but just like people and they just like kind of brush it under the rug and just ignore when it's convenient for them to ignore. It's just ridiculous.
1: I haven't seen the last James Bond movie I saw was the one that Adele had the song for. Um, what was that one?
0: It's the name of Spyfall,
1: Spy, the song. Fall. spy- <laughs> Sky Lodge. What? Is it? Wait a minute! What is it?
0: You're very close. Spy- you have okay, you have all, all the words. You just <laughs> have to put them in the right order. The ones that go together, and eliminate a couple more.
1: So, Spyfall wasn't that the game that you recommended the board game? Yes. And Sky Lodge is the jingle that I did. Yes,
0: to that song.
1: Spy. Spy. <laughs> I cannot. It's not
0: Spy Lodge, if you're asking. No, it's
1: not Spy Lodge. It's not Spy Fall. No. I. I can't remember because when I, once I do a jingle, that's what come. That's what I think of first.
0: It's the only other combination of these words that you could do. <laughs> that's what's funny to me. It's okay, it's, okay, so it's we the got only s- other
1: thing. Sky Lodge, and Spy Fall. Yes. And spy is the first word, isn't it? Spy is the and first.
0: And I said, it's, I said it's not spy lodge. So we've sp- named three of the, the four combinations of these words that you can put in this order. It's the only one that's missing.
1: Okay, I have to write it down. <laughs> Again, I'm not um, going to the pen
0: and paper. <laughs>
1: spy fall and sky lodge. Sp-
0: mm-hmm. And it's not spy lodge, which would could sounds like it could be you know a. Bond movie.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, I. It's the only other
0: only sky? other. Place. Yes. And sky what's the second one? Yes.
1: Oh my god. Oh, see now people are going to be yelling that. Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Moving on from that.
3: <laughs>
1: um, we we got a another iTunes review. Oh, cool. And this is from Joe AVG Nobody, so um, Douglas Merrill again. Um, yes. He, he gave us five stars with the title Impressive Progress. Uh, as a person who gets paid to be a critical spirit reviewer, I find myself, a professional. Yeah, I find myself being critical all the time, a notion oh, no. my wife and four grown children will agree with.
0: I'm a I (laughs) I can I can commiserate with that, yes.
1: (laughs) I am a passionate pod listener due to my extensive travel schedule and I find so many pods unlistenable due to sound quality and disingenuous personalities. Mm -hmm. The SOT pod has grown so much in content and context, plus the overall sound quality as the and he adds parenthetically bathroom echoes
0: is (laughs) slash are
1: gone. The guests Ie Liz Clark and David Aldridge were fabulous too. While the show mm-hmm. is centered virtually around loyal little's, littles' banter, the genuineness of KJ and Jason is welcoming across all subjects. The labor of love is recognized and appreciated. Doug, awesome. Thank you. I, that's I appreciate that. Um, yes,
0: that's 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 incredible. I mean, and very well written and reviewed. I can tell why he gets paid to do to be critical. <laughs> yeah.
1: and and the bathroom echoes are probably from my end, I would think.
0: Well, I mean, it's just, we just kind of do it, you know, we do what we can to get by.
1: Yeah. Well, the first couple episodes, I was in a different location and finally found the right location, I think. Yeah.
0: That's yep. trial and error. We figure it out. Absol- and we're going to keep trying to improve stuff. And that's kind of, I think the reason why we enjoy doing this is it just gives us an opportunity to, or one of the reasons, I mean, you know, because it's not like I can stand talking to you. Um, right. it's <laughs> Exactly. It's, I mean,
1: it's, put up with each other, but
0: yeah, no, we tolerate each other because of the technology. You know, it's just the technology. Yeah. But we we enjoy one of the things that I enjoy is trying to figure out different inventive ways to do this to make it work and to make it better and keep improving it and you know raise the quality of it. So that's yeah, it's, it's, well, it's fun.
1: Yeah, it is fun, and I appreciate that uh, review, Doug. Thank you very much.
0: Yes, and speaking of reviews,
1: yes. Do we have Amazon I have, reviews?
0: I have some quick Amazon reviews. Awesome. Which if, you've, if you've been paying attention and listening to the credits in the last couple of episodes, we've had Amazon reviews.
1: Yes, we.
0: Do. That one last week really made me laugh. By the way.
1: Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> there were a number of them, but um, I, you know, we went with yes. Mary Jane or whatever her name was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I decided to just look up. You know, what does Amazon have on special? What are they selling today? Oh, okay. Popular Science Magazine. Okay. It's a print magazine, which I honestly have said this before recently. I didn't know print magazines still existed in 2018.
1: They do. Because which we is, know that I've had many New Yorkers this year come to my home <laughs> that I have yes. not read. Go ahead. Yes, there are still, they are still around.
0: We have a few reviews of this Popular Science print magazine. Okay. Uh, this is one-star review. This is the second magazine subscription I have signed up for in the past two years and have not received one of them. Please help out. My bank account was charged. Please send subscription. And what I want to say is, if I had subscribed to one magazine from this company, because it's from the same company, and they didn't send me, I, they charged me and I paid it and they, I never received a magazine, I am certainly not subscribing to another one.
1: Right. Yeah. This is a
0: fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you, won't get fooled again, George Bush situation.
1: Fool me. <laughs> well.
0: <laughs> you remember that quote?
1: Okay, I was going to say you got the <laughs> quote mixed up, but I did not of remember course. that George W. Bush mixed that quote up.
0: Yes. Strategery.
1: Strategery, I remember, but I didn't remember yes. that. Okay. Yes, that is that type of situation.
0: Yes. Here's another review. One star. Cancel, but spelled K C A N X. Can'ts my subscription. Okay. Way too much advertisement. Keep in mind, though, I hate commercials. Only exception is Super Bowl.
1: Okay. What? All right. <laughs> it, this is, again, you said this was a print magazine? <laughs> print magazine. And they're talking about <laughs> How a, do you have a commercial in a
0: print magazine?
1: <laughs> Especially the Super Bowl commercial. Yes. I don't get it. Unrealistic um, expectations, apparently. Yes.
0: Uh, here's another one star. Still going to the wrong address, but wrong is spelled W-R-O-N. Okay. So that gives a hint of why it may be going to the wrong address.
1: Yes, it does.
0: I am very upset. This magazine of popular science is still coming to my Mesquite address. There's no punctuation here. Yes. Okay. It is supposed to be going to my son in Woodville, Texas. I have received the second issue, and my son has bot received any at all. Also, I have not received vegetarian times as of yet my Mesquite address. <laughs> I am thinking of asking for a refund for this. I originally ordered them to go to the correct addresses with an apostrophe S to pluralize it. Uh huh. And when I called to check it, I ordered the girl from Amazon mess up the address. I am getting very angry and I want the problem corrected. An additional issue added to the subscription to cover the issue not received at the current address. You may contact me at and list their phone number in the Amazon review. I'm not going to read it, but it is the full phone number with the area code.
1: Wow. (laughs) And this was all one one sentence I'm thinking.
0: Oh, yes. It's maybe like a comma in a, a period in that entire thing. So, apostrophe
1: is used. <laughs>
0: apostrophe s to, it's address f- to do the plural of addresses is of uh-huh. course address apostrophe s. Yes. So, um, I have a feeling why they didn't maybe didn't get this at the right address.
1: I th- I think you're onto something <laughs> there. But
0: if you'd you like don't to call give them, your
1: phone number. What do no, you? No,
0: you don't put your phone number on the internet.
1: Oh <laughs> no! Don't do it. So, Jason. Once again, oh my God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So once again, Amazon reviews do not let us down. You can pick anything random, and I'll end this with one more—an actual five-star review because I want to, you know, be fair and balanced. Okay, um, good. five stars—that's what I wanted.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So Amazon uh, reviews.
1: Another example of probably not needed. You probably did not mm, need to go no. on and review it and say you you just what you wanted.
0: No, and the thing that struck me about this magazine is apparently. Like, I, I waited through, like, a 1, thousand one-star reviews on this thing because the overwhelming majority of them talked about all the tobacco ads and the Viagra ads and the um, cheat-on-your-wife ads that were, like, littered throughout this magazine. Cheat-on-your-wife popul- ads? Yeah, like, you know, hey, you know, looking to step out? You know, you need an escort or that, you know, that kind of stuff?
1: Oh, my kind of gosh. Like that
0: Ashley Madison stupid crap that got uh-huh. in big trouble a few years yeah, ago because yeah. they leaked everybody's information. That kind of stuff is like it's like and they they named that one and they named some other stuff that I'd never heard of uh, in these magazines. It was like
1: in popular science.
0: And that's what I'm saying. is this like geared towards like, you know, younger a vegetarian kids.
1: times, vegetarian the
0: one- times. Is that a magazine?
1: Well, apparently the guy was mad. He didn't get that, too. He ordered that and popular science.
0: That was a woman. But yeah.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I don't understand those ads being in those magazines.
0: No, and so many people complained and been like, you know, I thought these magazines were, you know, for teenage boys, and teenage boys wouldn't be interested in this stuff. And I'm going, you don't understand teenage boys if you don't if you think teenage boys are not interested in cigarettes and sex.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Give me a break.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> you are you are living in a dream world.
1: I wonder if those people were middle aged women. Probably. Mm-hmm.
0: Probably. Oh, we're middle-aged men. Middle-aged,
1: yeah, middle-aged.
0: So do you, the Amazon Wella reviews, and I guess just you know the cross section of humanity in general doesn't disappoint when it comes to this kind of stuff. So
1: no, there's all you can always find something. It doesn't matter what it is; could Absolutely. be anything. Yes.
0: So do you have anything else this week? Uh,
1: yeah, one more thing. It's mm-hmm. coming up on March Madness again. Yes, and you and I were talking about whether or not we should have another March Madness contest like we did last year.
3: Yes, yes. so
1: if anybody you know, let us know if you if anybody listening wants to do that, maybe tweet at tweet at us or Facebook us at speak tangents and, and let us know. send us an email at speaking of tangents. Wait, what is it speaking of speaking of tangents podcast, is that what it is?
0: <laughs> speaking of tangents podcast at gmail.com.
1: gmail.com. and let us know if you'd be interested in doing a bracket again, yeah. So that was... That's and there's it. prizes, right? Well, we'll have to come up with some. Yes. Yeah. Maybe if people want to do this thing. Yes. Yeah.
0: Maybe even more and bigger and, you know, larger than stickers. Maybe. Maybe.
1: And if nobody wants to do it, well, then we won't spend the time putting it together. But if people yeah. do, there might be more involved than just stickers. Absolutely. All right.
0: <laughs> Anything else? Is, all of this is so, like, nebulous because... It's not that we're trying to be veiled. It's just that we, have we no haven't idea. figured it out yet. No.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yep. It could be anything. It could be. If, if you could think of something that could be bigger than a sticker that we could you know give away and or sell, we'd like to hear from you.
1: Yes. <laughs> we we keep need some in mind ideas. That we have no budget for shipping things.
0: There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. I'm not. I'm not shipping you. You know, like you know, a piano.
1: No. Me either it would be an awesome right, prize, though. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. All right. So, no, that was it. I just wanted to throw that out there and see if people were interested.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be cool. It was fun last year. Even though I'm not even interested in the tournament, it was fun to go out there and pick and get involved with people. That's cool.
1: Yes, it was. All right. Well, I think that's it.
0: Okay, then. Bye.
1: Bye. Speaking of Tangents, it's is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onsted. Created by K.J. Onsted and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onsted and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Special consultant for guest acquisitions is K.J. Onsted. And speaking of guests, we want to thank Kevin Stanfield for coming on with us today to review movies he's never seen. And even a bonus review of a movie he's actually seen. And again, you can find Kevin on Twitter at KevinStanfield.com. And Fed Football Report at FFREP. And speaking of reviewing things you haven't seen or experienced, I will now give my review of these brand new flavored peeps that I have not eaten. First off, though, when I mentioned the pancake Oreos earlier, those were actually pancake and syrup peeps. Yes, peeps. And they are one of eight new flavors of peeps. Okay, here are the flavors, and I will be reviewing all of them sour cherry Peeps, pancake and syrup Peeps, and three Peeps Delights, which are Peeps filled with a sweet and creamy filling. And they are Peeps Delights Lemon sherbet, Peeps Delight Orange sherbet, and Peeps Delight Neapolitan, which includes a chocolate and strawberry filling. And the last three are the new mystery Peeps, numbers one, two, and three. Oh, and a PSA here. The mystery peeps are only available at Walmart. Okay, here's my review of all of these new peeps that I have not eaten. Nope. No way. Nuh-uh. Get out of my face with these. Zero stars. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.
3: Bye-bye.